Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, everyone. Hello, Fightful, Fitful. We are here for the last predictions show of 2023. And it is the first ever AEW World's End prediction show. The first one ever, first of many, I would say. Decades later, we'll be talking about World's End every year. But I am joined from True Heel Heat by SP3. SP3, how are you? I am doing well. I'm glad to be back on Fightful. I'm the Fightful substitute teacher, so I had to <laughs> check this off of my list of shows that I'm going to be on. I had to yeah. join my my sister in the wrestling media game, kind of got my start on a bigger level with Stephanie, so I'm excited to talk World's End with you. Yeah, we've been like riding together for a while, yeah. Um, how has your Christmas been? Oh, it was good. Outside of my family getting sick, I mean, that that oh. was that was like, uh, but the kids were happy. My daughter tried to steal gifts from my son, so regular regular Christmas stuff for me. Yeah. How about you? Well, you're a dad, so like Christmas is, you know, does it feel like going back in time when it's Christmas again and you're a dad? Yeah. I I don't get any gifts, so I oh. live vicariously through them yeah. and and their joy of getting gifts. So it's very nice. It's there. It's a lot different from the past before I had kids. Mm-hmm. My my Christmas was good. Like it it was. Uh, we're all adults in my house. You know, I have no kids. My brother has no kids. So well, we just eat and drink and yeah watched home alone too because we watched home alone one last year 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the second film. I know a lot of people really like it. I don't know. And, and, and maybe it's because I'm from New York. It just holds a special sure. place in my heart. And I like, I was like, I was like, always as a kid, I was like, I could be the black Kevin McAllister. I was like the same age. I was like, I could go to Trump Tower and get a room. I'll probably do that. <laughs> I just, I just felt there were too many plot holes. Maybe it's like the the wrestling. Um, you know, analysis in me where I'm like looking for the plot holes like here. And I think that in the first movie, everything made sense of how this happened, how that happened. Here I was just a bit like, hmm, I think you guys are trying trying too hard to make things happen, you know? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like it's like how y'all how y'all get, lose the kid going to the airport. Like y'all already left him completely at home last year. And then y'all turn around and leave him in the airport and he gets on the wrong plane. And how did these criminals end up in New York? You know, at the same time, at the same time as kept. Yeah, there is a lot of logic. And I don't like that pigeon lady. I think when you had the old man's story in the first movie, I really felt for him. It's like that's his yeah. neighbor. That's lovely. This woman with the pigeons. I don't care about her. I don't care about her at all. You know. I, I knew some lazy, lazy. So it's another thing that's close to my heart. I've been mm -hmm. in Central Park and I've met some of the, the pigeon ladies. I never had a close relationship with them and they never saved me from bank robbers. So. <laughs> well, World's End SP3. Um, first ever one. What is your excitement level? Is it Long Island? Are you going? I, I am I am thinking about making the move over there. I'm just going to rest up tonight and, and hopefully I'll feel much better tomorrow so I can make that journey to on Saturday. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, to being there and seeing mm -hmm. a, a lot of these matches that's on the card. But overall, it kind of feels like all out this year where a lot of the card was made this week where... <laughs> I was also at All Out, and I would argue All Out was the best pay-per-view of the year for AEW, despite the build being not so good. So, hey, we'll see what happens on Saturday. I mean, I think I'd argue that the builds are never good, but the, the pay-per-views usually are. I yeah, feel like... I've been, I've been starting the whole debate that the demise of the bills to pay-per-view started on the, the week before Revolution 2022, when Tony Khan said, I purchased Ring of Honor. Ever since then, none of the pay-per-view builds have been as good as before that point. Dude, I would argue the demise of the entire operation started when Tony Khan said I bought Ring of Honor. <laughs> oh, I just feel like, I don't know if it's because like it's the end of the year, like, like let's get 2023 over with, or it's just AEW other than the Continental Classic, like what they're presenting in general hasn't been for me, but I feel like I'm feeling AEW fatigue. So I'm trying, like, it's not, it's not easy for me to be like hyped for, for World's End, you know, like, it's just feels like, let's just get past this and try and like move on, you know, to some kind of new era. But anyway, guys, we're going to go through our predictions for World's End. I want to hear your predictions. So let us know in the chat. You can send in the super chat as well. We love those. And we're about to get started. But before we do, let's just hear a word from our pals over at Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is the official betting partner of Fightful. 100% of the time when you get the odds from Fightful, they are coming from BetOnline.ag. And it's not just wrestling. It's not just MMA and boxing. 
It's football, it's basketball, baseball, hockey. They have the earliest lines. You can bet big with the high limits and rebet functionality. They have the fastest payouts with winnings paid in minutes and the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit. They've been trusted for 25 plus years. It's not some fly-by-night company. BetOnline AG has been there. They've done that. In addition, they're trusted by millions. They've got VIP rewards programs and a ton of popular games. BetOnline.ag, that's where I go to make my bets. That's where I suggest you go to, my friends. Please just bet what you can and bet responsibly. How great is Sean? Uh, yeah, guys, Bet Online, our lovely sponsor for today. I am a huge gambling enthusiast. Um, if I was an American citizen, I'd be betting online. Um, there's a lot of great games on that site as well. So let's get into it, SB3. The first thing you know, I need to ask you is, um, do you have any thoughts on who might win the 20-man battle royal for a future AEW TNT championship match? <laughs> So random, it was so <laughs> random. Uh, I, I hope that's on the buy-in, and <laughs> they don't try to take any time from that. But I am gonna go with who I believe was the MVP of the Continental Classic. You cannot tell me otherwise, Mark Briscoe. That that would make sense for him, you know, to get something because he was like the MVP. You know, he was a total loser in it, but he. <laughs> But yeah. he made the most out of those defeats, made him look stronger. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I yeah, I think that I think that would be nice actually, because he's he's been on a bit of upward momentum and that would be nice for him. I actually can't I can't think of a better option, but I hope this one is on the pre-show because uh, the last thing I want to do is another battle royal. I mean, maybe it will be good, or maybe you can go get a hot dog and something during it. I don't know. <laughs> But and some breaks in between the cards. <laughs> um, next we have the FTW championship on the line. Hook versus Wheeler Yuta. Um, you know, with all the effort they put into Wheeler Yuta, I would have thought he'd maybe move beyond the FTW championship by now. And with <laughs> with how Hook started out, I would have thought the same about him. Um, yeah. For me, I'm just going to say Wheeler Yuta because Hook has had it for so long. You know, obviously, Jack Perry didn't take it all from him. Um, so, yeah, Wheeler Yuta, I guess. Maybe Hook can move on to bigger and better things. Not sure about that one. Uh, only reason I'm going to go with Hook is because Tony Khan loves to get the hometown boys their, their win. So I, I think Hook gets a win in Long Island near his, his home. Uh, on the the buy-in but man you remember when hook was so over yes that was a good time that was a really good time i thought we were watching the future um but no we were just watching a guy on the lower mid card uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's where he's been all of 2023 uh, he's been um alan says any chance the ftw title gets unified with the pure title i mean that would be something, I guess, a crossover unification. Um, they both are kind of similar in a way. Um, but yeah, maybe. I'm, but I think, I don't know. The last thing I want is more Ring of Honor integration on my TV. 
<laughs> but maybe this is them uh, consolidating Ring of Honor titles. Like they already consolidated the Ring of Honor World Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Ring of Honor tag team titles got consolidated into the double storyline, and mm-hmm. now they can consolidate the pure title with the FTW championship. Maybe so. Well, speaking of championships, we're going to crown the first ever triple crown champion um, at World's End in the finals of the Continental Classic. Did you did you hear Tony Khan? I think it was today, basically saying that this is important because there's so many belts. And like the more belts, they're wait, all- no, he said he said the reason that this is so important is because it's three belts. Yeah, he really did say something about this line. It was so funny. He was like, Oh, when I saw that picture of Ultimo Dragon with all the belts, I wanted to do something like that. And there's so many belts up for grabs here, it must be important. And I was just like, What? Like, Tony, you do know that you actually have done that with Kenny Omega in 2021. Like, maybe he doesn't remember things that happened before CM Punk came into the company. I don't know. I don't know. But we do have a good final here. We have Eddie Kingston, who put his belts on the line to add to this collection of belts. He threw all his chips on the table. Um, Versus John Moxley. Really good matches. Um leading up to this and dynamite was a really good end to the tv side of the tournament but who do you think wins it sb3 do you think eddie gets to keep his belts and add a new one or john moxley who i don't know is it wrong to say that like a former multiple time world champion feels above this i don't know if that's a wrong thing to say but what do you think I, I honestly said at the beginning of the tournament there's three there were three good answers to win this tournament and it was Brian Danielson, because mm-hmm. if it's going to be a new Triple Crown Championship, you should probably put it on Brian Danielson to have great matches. And it'll probably do it'll do the work for itself. Uh, Swerve Strickland, because he was the hottest star going into the tournament. Or Eddie Kingston, because I felt like Eddie Kingston could tell a great underdog story. And I think he did that. Him being so confident at the start of the tournament, putting the titles on the line, then losing his first match, losing that confidence, and then getting motivated by Brian not only beating him, but calling him a bum. And then winning three straight to go back to beating Brian. And now he faces someone else he's never beaten before. It just makes sense for Eddie Kingston to win this and become the North American Triple Crown champion. And being from New York, Eddie Kingston deserves everything. And this would feel like the new biggest win of his career, even over his win over Claudio at Grand Slam. Yeah, I think Eddie having a big moment in New York would be great. Um, I, I think it'd be so sad if he didn't win back the belts he put on the line. But then I also feel like him he's who I want to win it. But then him winning them also feels kind of like why were we doing this in the first like we're just back to educate do you know what i mean like and i think you know you said there that swerve was one of the options but i feel like when it started because swerve and jay are like my two favorites like i didn't want them to win it because i just didn't want them to have like the burden of it like i didn't want to go through like however many months of swerve being the triple crown champion when he could be you know facing like mjf's next opponent or something like that so yeah i'm glad it is these two in the final um and i think eddie kingston's gonna win it as well i i do and it would be a really great moment in new york as well because like that man's popular everywhere but new york 
you know. It's unreal. It's unreal. Eddie Kingston in New York. That pop at Grand Slam was one of like the the loudest I've ever mm-hmm. been in the building for. So I'm really much looking forward to it. And if anybody didn't think John Moxley and Eddie Kingston was a good final choice, I think they got convinced by that promo last night. That promo was fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Moving on, we have a women's match, the first of two on this show for the TBS Championship. Julia Hart versus Abaddon. Um, I'm just going to pick Julia Hart for this one. Abaddon seems like the flavor of the month or something. It was like all of a sudden it's Abaddon, Abaddon everywhere. Um, I don't, I just don't see her carrying this title or like, and Julia's done so well. She's got herself really over. She hasn't had it for very long. I'd keep it on Julia Hart. Yeah, it just feels like Abaddon feels like the challenger of the month, which is a change because she's only usually the challenger of the month around Halloween. So it's yes. nice to see her outside of the month of October. But yeah, Julie Hartland. Yeah, definitely. It's like they got their their holidays mixed up when Abaddon's kept, you know, <laughs> popping up on TV. <laughs> Let's move on to the next women's match. We have Thomas Tony Storm versus Rio. Um, this one has got m- more TV time than the last. Uh, I think that they'll keep it on Tony Storm. Rio as well feels very like challenger of the month is. They've really invested a lot in this Tony Storm character. Like, love it or hate it, there's there's investment here. But yeah, I see her retaining. Unless something really wild happens, how about you? I am a I am a fan of Tony Storm. Have been for a very long time, and yeah, I mean the type of Tony Storm. I know it could be grading or hit or miss for some people, but I enjoy it. I think that she's naturally funny, and it just works for her. But yeah, Riho definitely just feels like the third most important person in this storyline and build up behind yeah. Mariah May. So yeah, timeless Tony Storm wins, and it just feels like. Uh, before like the last couple of months i say since before wrestle dream there's been a little bit more of a focus on telling story in the women's division but before then it just felt like a bunch of these women were on conveyor belts the abaddon yeah. will take you off around halloween Riho, we need a number one contender to face the champion here you go and that's what both of these feel like yeah definitely i think that like the addition of mariah may to it has been fun but we see this so often in aw that something like that means that we actually lose sight of who the challenger in the match is and rio has definitely suffered from that in my opinion we now have a match that was it was made last night on dynamite but we have had a change to it already so for the tag team titles, it's now an eight-man. We've got our champions, Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Well, First, I think it's an eight-man tag. It's yeah, it's an eight-man tag, yeah. yeah. What did I say? You did said it was for the tag team titles. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. sorry. Okay, Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Takeshita, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Sting, and Darby Allen. Um... I'll let you go first. I need to plug this laptop in, but my God, why is this on the show? <laughs> but take it away, SP3, what do you think? I cannot tell you what type of drugs I thought I was on watching that segment <laughs> last night. That felt like th- three or four different segments made in a Frankenstein factory put together to be one. 
And I was just like, I was like, Don Callis, I felt was the best in that segment. And I understand Don Callis is hit or miss, but that says a lot that he was the best in that segment. So it was just the Don Callis part with Jericho and Sammy reunion. Maybe I could just be like, Don Callis was the least good in that segment, even though Sammy turning after a week and a half of being heel makes no type of sense. But then they just added Ricky Starks, Big Bill, Sting, and Darby, who feuded with Jericho and Sammy this summer. Like, what are we doing? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take the baby face. Sting wins. I think this match is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, um, I think that, so this was originally Big Bill and Ricky Starks versus Jericho and Kenny. So, um, you know, get well soon, Kenny. Um, that was is really sad what happened there. But my God, did the universe, God, whatever you believe in, give Tony Khan every opportunity to not have some Jericho shite on this pay-per-view. And Tony, <laughs> between like striking down his tag team partner and then striking down his drunk brain on Christmas Eve. Tony had every opportunity to just send this man home. But no, <laughs> instead, we have Sammy Guevara, who, my God, if they make Sammy Guevara face again, and he could have cut another promo where he says that anything along the lines of, I did everything myself, or it was only me, when this man has been babysat his entire career, <laughs> by Jericho, um, like, I don't know. Like, this is so stupid. Per Sting, it just keeps getting roped into bad things with bad men. I don't know, like, who cursed him. Um, I really like Ricky Starks and Big Bill. I really wish they were having a, you know, proper tag team match with a good team. Uh, per Takeshita as well, that's like, he's another one that's just been totally sidelined. Powerhouse Hobbs, that poor guy as well, has just never had, like, they've just never followed the train with him. It's always been, like, I mean, a real start and stop thing. Yeah, maybe maybe he's going to jump on a different train out the door, though. I don't know. I could see that happening. But to even say he's going to win this absolute mess, um, I mean... <laughs> Sting don't lose. There you go. Sting doesn't lose. Yeah, I bet you they win as well. And then, you know, we get to enjoy Sting's retirement in February. We get to go on that train. Yeah, you, like I totally forgotten about the um, Jericho Sting feud thing. That just makes us even more stupid. But makes no type of sense. No. It's so desperate. Why was was Demi mad about the painting? They did a nice painting of your child. (laughs) Oh, God. There's so many. There's so many questions with that segment. Such a terrible segment. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Next. A much, uh, I was going to say a much better storyline, but actually I'm not, I'm not sure because some of the work in this one's been atrocious too. Christian Cage versus Adam Copeland uh, for the TNT Championship. It's no disqualification, so anything goes. Um, 
I could see Adam Copeland winning this, taking it from Christian. Christian's had it for quite a while. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed this storyline when it was just Christian, like talking about people's dead dads. Then Adam Copeland came in, kind of messed it up a bit. And I think some of the Wayne family stuff has been not productive to it. I I don't think they've done that good a job. So, and Adam Copeland, he still just sticks out in AW to me. Like he feels like he's not meant to be there. There's just something about it, you know. Um, but what do you think about this match? I, I do agree that that Copeland still does stand out very much, even though he's been here for the past couple of months. But I, I've, I've been a big fan of Christian Cage. I would say Christian Cage has been the best character in professional wrestling of 2023. And I, I've enjoyed the work that he's done with uh, Copeland. I think the re-Christianing of the patriarchy is one of the best segments of the year. I still go back and watch that every other week because Christian was just so great in that segment. So I think that the only misstep that they've had in this rivalry was Copeland spearing Christian before full gear. I feel like that's been the only misstep. The Wayne family stuff, yeah, it could be hit or miss, but I think that uh, Shayna Wayne, for someone who doesn't have uh, much experience in wrestling, she's done pretty well. And I'm I'm a child of a single mother. And the fact that this woman traveled around the world for her 16-year-old son to become a wrestler and now gets to be on camera with him for the second biggest promotion of the world, I'm never going to complain about that. I'm fine with it. I'm, I'm fine with it. If that, if that was my mom, I'd be fine with it too. So I do agree, though. So it does seem like Copeland's going to win this one, which I think is a mistake because I feel like this the stipulation of this matchup should be TNT Championship versus Copeland joining the Patriarchy. Because if Copeland oh. doesn't join the Patriarchy, you blew this whole storyline. Who would they who would they feud against with Copeland and the Patriarchy? Copeland joining the Patriarchy leads to Christian Cage and Adam Copeland versus Sting and Darby Allin at Revolution 2024. Oh, that would be quite good, actually. Yeah. It makes so much sense with that first promo that Copeland did, where he talked mm -hmm. about them being Sting fans, talked about them doing the reunion. It just makes so much sense for them to be the team. And I feel like you need you need Christian to be the, the, the superior one to Copeland. So Copeland has to join the patriarchy. Yeah, I can see that work. Now that you bring that up, like I forgot how much he mentioned Sting. Um, in that opening pay-per-view and we don't know where Sting's kind of like last couple of months are going to go. So no, yeah, that would, that would really work. Moving on to um, a few that most of us had may maybe forgotten about, but <laughs> still back. We are going to talk about Swerve Strickland versus Keith Lee next. And I'll give you a minute to gather your thoughts on this one as we hear again from Bet Online. Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about BetOnline.ag, the official betting partner of Fightful. It's not just an online platform. They've been trusted for over 25 years. They boast a focus on the player approach and have built their reputation on offering their clients nothing but the best. From cutting edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds. Whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, or Football, baseball, basketball, or racing, anything you can think of. 
All major sporting events are covered by betonline.ag. Fast payouts, highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, safe and secure online environments, and their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites weekly and easily and in real time. BetOnline.ag. That's where we're going at Fightful. That's where we suggest you go as well. That's where we get all of our odds at. BetOnline.ag. Only bet what you can and please bet responsibly. Well, there you go. Thank you again to Bet Online. So, Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee, I feel like we've been waiting a long time for this one. Who have you got? I kind of go with Swerve here. Uh, Swerve is the hot star. Keith Lee, I think that it's going to be a great matchup and going to raise his stock in that way, but Swerve has to win. Yeah, I think Swerve has to win. Like with everything in the Continental Classic, all the momentum he's had it's got to be him it just feels kind of random that they've suddenly gone back to this but it does feel like swerve has been so popular recently that you just can't have the pay-per-view without him he he didn't get in the finals of the tournament you got to give him something and i think this makes sense and i think swerve absolutely has to win so next we have (laughs) miro versus andrade this is like Feels like a match of two guys that maybe don't really want to be here. Um, <laughs> Miro versus Andrade. Um, I, I got to go Miro with this for no other reason than Andrade just seems to like hate being there so much that like, why would you give this guy a win? Like, I can't think of a better reason than like, it's like, which, which of these guys wants to be here a little bit more than the other one? Maybe Miro. I, I I think Andrade does after the Continental yeah. Classic more than Miro. Miro Miro. I would not be surprised if Miro got asked to be in the Continental Classic, and they was like, he was like, "Am I going to go undefeated?" And Tony was like, "No, you're going to lose to Brian Danielson." And he was like, "Doesn't work for me, brother." In Bulgarian. Um. So <laughs> I'm going to go with Andrade because Andrade feels a lot a lot hotter and more over after the Continental Classic. I think that Andrade did so well in the Continental Classic and it just baffled me because to me he gives off like the most I don't want to be here vibes. But then Miro is like they they just bought CJ in. You know, that was at all out they bought her in. Yeah. I'm not sure like how much they've really done with her, but like they gave him that and he still doesn't seem to be happy either. It's like these he's just so grumpy man having a pay-per-view match, but I'm going to go with Miro, I think. Um, Shall we go to the main event and everything that surrounds it? MJF versus Samoa Joe. Now, they did some stuff about this on Dynamite. So Samoa Joe is in cahoots, was I think the word word that Tony used on the press today, cahoots with the devil and his henchman and his henchman now have Ring of Honor gold. So good for them. Yeah. Um, I guess firstly we'll talk about who's gonna win the match, and then we can maybe get into the some of this who's under the mask like speculation, if we're ever gonna find that out. For me, I mean, I think MJF is gonna win. I haven't enjoyed his title one at all, to be honest. I don't want him to win. But I think he is going to win. 
uh, I can't, I just, I know that like we all love Samoa Joe and Tony loves Samoa Joe. I'm not sure I can see him as AEW champion Samoa Joe. The show is in Long Island. It seems all like based around MJF. I'm going to just be boring and pick MJF. Unfortunately, like t- two, three weeks ago, it looked like Samoa Joe was going to win this because we heard mm-hmm. the, the the report of MJF's injuries yeah. and where the devil storyline was heading. Um, the, the fact that they made this whole build primarily about the devil storyline is booking malpractice 101. Oh, yeah. Because MJF and Samoa Joe literally showed us months ago they can do better if it's just about them and just about their issues. They did a great two-week program heading into Grand Slam, but yet the whole build to this has been about the devil, and now Joe's in cahoots with the devil, which, honestly, that whole that whole reveal just made it confirmed that it has to be Adam Cole because Adam Cole is the guy that convinced MJF to take the title match with Joe. He's the one that convinced MJF to, to get the help of Samoa Joe. So it just makes no type of sense to be anyone else but Adam Cole at this point. But I'm very scared that it's not going to be Adam Cole, unfortunately. So, Yeah, I was going to say, do you trust them to think it has to make sense? Exactly. That's the problem we have here. There's a lot of logic holes in this whole thing, and it doesn't seem like they have even tried to fill them. Yeah, I mean, if I thought Home Alone 2 was bad, this is another level. Like, this is another level. Um, I think, like, I think the entire, like, pretty much the entire MJF title run, um, other than the bits I'm forgetting because they were so long ago, has just been booking malpractice, like, complete booking malpractice. I think that there's so many better things this guy could have done. I, I would love to go in a time machine and have MJF, never meet Adam Cole and just make his whole year long storyline that he was this evil heel that was probably going to run away with the title in 2024. And then this was like the last pay-per-view of 2023. And this is what it was building to. It was like, you know, Cena versus Punk vibes, like something really cool like that instead of this nonsense like this absolute nonsense um, if you if you do don't do a match in october and you do it here this would have made sense for kenny omega to face mjf yeah. kenny omega as the last the last savior of aew to stop mjf from leaving with the title and maybe yeah maybe in retrospect that was a good move but honestly i, I would say that the build to all in is one of the few good programs that uh mjf had and that the whole thing really fell apart when adam cole decided to jump off a ramp <laughs> all, it, it was going well it was over with the fans not too many people were complaining about it online and then adam cole jumps off uh, off the ramp and it seems like more and more people have hated it yeah. week after week since then I will say, like, I, I hated it from the be- beginning. Like, anything with vignettes, wrestlers thinking they're funny. Um, I'll die in the hill of, like, wrestlers aren't funny. I mean, there's, like, a couple of them that are, and there's probably some that are funny if they're, you know, your friends in real life. But on like, TV, like, guys, not, not, not funny. Um, but, okay, what is, like, the worst case scenario for the devil? Because... I mean, Jaden's mentioned it in the chat. Like, 
it would be hilarious, but worst case scenario, if it was Tony Khan, and like the way this the way this man has been behaving recently, I don't put it past him that he would think, guys, it should be me. Like it should be me. It should be on the level of this man making himself yeah. a higher power. Yeah. Um, it would be on that level. The only thing possibly worse is Jack Perry being the devil. Okay, Jack Perry being the devil. Yeah, because he he doesn't have it in him to like carry off being in charge of anyone, even some idiots in masks. Like he, when he tried to do heel, like that first heel promo he ever cut, one of the worst promos in the history of AEW. Yeah. I like appalling. I think I made an entire video about how bad it was, just appalling. So I could not like have him as any kind of a, like authority figure or anyone that's like planned this out. Like he does not give me those vibes. I, I don't mind him being a guy that plans things out or can be a leader eventually. I just think that the better route to go that way is he is a kid who went out on his own, failed, got suspended, and now he's going to go back to dad, Christian Cage, and join the patriarchy because of what, once again, I'm referencing that first Copeland promo. Remember when Copeland said, Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus going to turn on Christian Cage when they learn everything from him. I was like, that don't make too much sense because Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne don't seem like that. Jack Perry does. Jack yeah. Perry seems like the type he would join the patriarchy to take Christian down from within. I could see him joining the patriarchy. I would like that way more than him being involved in any kind of devil stuff. Um, who is the other person I was thinking of? Britt Baker. I would say no to that because just because of the remnants of like what I still believe is like the worst storyline of 2023 that didn't involve MJF is um Adam Cole Britt Baker versus Jericho in the JS that was like like it was so bad they couldn't mix having her involved in that without it being like dripping with misogyny it was just like every single week it was just like an excuse for like the most <laughs> misogynistic like Jericho commentary it was just him getting all that out and then there was just no way for her to like fully get vengeance on him it's like what yeah you like kick him in the balls or whatever like congrats like after all that happened and I just thought like they put her in a position to look weak when they had her like tied up like screaming you know for her boyfriend when the outcasts were beating her down. It was just really bad. So I would really dread to see her be put in another storyline like that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if Cole and Britt are like like have that much chemistry on camera. Too. No, I think they. I think they have more than Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins, but that's not saying. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would put it Becky and Seth are like that other example of like yeah, not having chemistry. Yeah, and I think like how they are as characters and how people perceive them is like so different. It's like we all know they're together, but when you when you put them on screen, it's like, are these two people together? Like really? Like it seems less believable when you're looking at them just purely as their wrestling characters. Yeah, I, I only thing I would want is maybe I could see Britt joining whatever stable Cole's gonna have hmm. after he's revealed as the devil because I would think. Roderick Strong's going to be a part of that. OGK, Kyle O'Reilly. And then I can see Britt being a part of that too, eventually. And also, I, I do want it to lead to Britt 
finally facing Jamie Hayter. We got Swerve I, and Keith Lee on this show. We need to get that done. Yeah, I know. But poor Jamie, like, she got injured at the worst possible time. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, whose fault is it that we never got Britain Jamie Hayter? Soraya's. Um, <laughs> Damn you, Soraya! Damn you! I guess... Everything is Tony Khan's fault, technically. <laughs> so we're both right. Hey, we're yeah. both right. It's either Chris Jericho, Savea, or Tony Khan's fault on everything in AEW. Or the MJF, too. It's true. <laughs> like, it's true. So if the if the devil is revealed as Adam Cole, who is, like, most people's guess and, like, most things point to, would, will you be disappointed? Or will you be like, okay, if you, like, let's move on? Yeah, I'd just be like, okay, now we can get to the good part. Because Adam Cole, as the leader of a heel stable, Ring of Honor, WWE, we've seen. he just That just works for him. And yeah. I feel like we have not seen the, Adam, the heel Adam Cole at maximum power in AEW yet. So I would like that. So hopefully, after the reveal, we get to the good part of this storyline. Yeah. I just think that if, you, if it's anyone else... It all gets even messier. We've got so many people involved in this web, like MJF, Samojo, Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, um, Mike Bennett, M Matt Taven. Like, there's just there's a lot, and I don't know if I'd want to add anyone in the mix. Like, I don't know if I'd want it to be, but really, it was that person you're not thinking about, like Jack Perry, that's been gone for ages. I think maybe just the simple explanation of that it was Adam Cole, and he wasn't MJF's friend ever is probably the best thing and then we can move on move on with all of our lives and we can forget the devil storyline like we forgot the nightmare collective yeah. and the dark order beating up the elite final segment uh yeah <laughs> what was what i was thinking about the other day oh at a show i was at in chicago where like osprey uh yeah, Osprey and Aussie Open like brutally attacked the Young Bucks and Kenny. Yes. And, um, and yeah, that that went well. Hey, and, eventually led to what we saw this year with Osprey yeah. and Omega. Long term like, storytelling. A year later, yeah. Well, SB3, it's been fun. It's been a long time since we've done something like this, but it was really great to chat to you. I think we gave some pretty good predictions there. I'm like slightly more excited about the show now, I think. These all uh, the preview and prediction shows always help in bring, yeah. bringing the hype for yourself talking about it and for the people watching. So I hope everyone has a good time, whether they're watching it at home, in the arena. And what we've seen with AEW, despite a lot of us feeling some AEW fatigue, it may be doing these many pay-per-views was not the best move, but when we come to the day of the show and by the end of the show, nine times out of 10, we're like, Oh, that was a good show. So yeah, I think that's what we'll say on Saturday. Well, I mean, the best thing about a year ending is another one gets to begin and maybe we can all get a clean slate come January 1st, 2024. And all just try, try and move on from everything that's gone down. <laughs> that's, that's my PSA. But now will I, Will I give them a clean slate in 2024? Like, probably not. But, you know, it's a nice idea. It's a really nice idea for the holidays. You know, yeah, it's, it's a very joyful, peaceful idea. Absolutely. I like it. 
Yes. Um, SP3, tell everyone where they can follow you on X. And I'm sure you'll be tweeting all about being at the show. Let us know. Let us do an empty seat picture. See how many tickets they've actually sold, you know, headcount. Um, yes, where can everyone follow you on X? And please also tell everyone about your awesome YouTube channel. Thank you so much, Steph, for having me on the show. Being able to talk to you about wrestling is honestly one of the great things about what we do here because you're one of the more knowledgeable people, especially when it comes to AEW, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I appreciate you asking me to be on this show. You can find me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. You can find my YouTube channel that is T-R-U-H-E-E-L-H-E-A-T, True Hill Heat Wrestling. We got uh, pretty much five to six days of daily content over there. We had a Dynamite review earlier today with myself and Jimmy Macaroom, who is the biggest AEW and Tony Khan uh, critic out there. Really? That doesn't, that doesn't borderline on hatred. Like Jimmy Can we Conan meet? Or, or Eric Bischoff. Oh, you would love him. Everyone loves him. Actually, Joel Pearl. Joel Pearl knows about, okay. about Jimmy Macaroom. Jimmy Macaroom. Very well. So check that out on the channel. And then we have a preview ourselves tomorrow with me and Joel Holbert. And then we got this flagship podcast on Saturday. So hopefully everyone enjoys AEW World's End and check out the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. But thank you once again, Steph and Fightful for having me. You're welcome. It's been great having you. Absolutely go check out True Heel Heat, guys. They put out so much content, but really good quality content. Uh, I've been on your show a couple of times in the past couple of years, and it's really, really fun. So everyone check that out. You can find me on X at Stephanie M. Chase. Um, search for Stephanie Chase on Substack as well, where I put a lot of writing, and on YouTube at Stephanie Chase Wrestling. Uh, and that's all. And thank you so much to our sponsor, Bet Online. Everyone enjoy World's End. You will see me next for the Royal Rumble. Oh my God. Did you know that CM Punk's in the Royal Rumble? I know. <laughs> Mind blown. This is truly going to be the best Rumble of all time. I don't think, I know this is not the Rumble prediction show, but it has been years since the Rumble lineup to me has been this exciting. Like just throwing Punk in there. I'm so going to win. No Cody repeat. I'm sorry. Finish your story some other time. Finish. Yeah. Finish the story another time. That's going to be amazing. So join me then. But until then, thank you, everyone. And goodbye. Goodbye.